one billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Anamnesis, now. The recollection or remembrance of the past. Reminiscence. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. I'm Zan, and I'll be your GM. Thank you for joining us today, and as always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. A Tarza generator. Not quite what our investigators expected to find in the middle of the dark woods. Rather than a person creating these creatures, it's a machine. And the question that now arises is whether or not they try to disable this device. It's technically doing the village a service, but with a deadly technique. Coldly logical conversations are engaged, useful tools are obtained, and hard decisions are contemplated. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallren, and Jory plan their path to a solution. You all stand in a clearing where you just saw a Tarza be birthed from this strange dome-like machine. These squelching, gurgling sounds drawing you in towards it to investigate. And you're left kind of standing just on the edge of the trees, looking at these three domes. These machines that feasibly have been making the creatures that have been attacking the Cinemar duplicates in the area. And terrorizing the poor people of the town, whether they know what they are or not. What do you do? All right. Well, I was really hoping for, honestly, almost anything except this. (laughs) 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 Like, really anything. I love the implication that you've been thinking of this. You just hated it so much. I mean, Why was this an option? (laughs) Well, the thing that we've landed on here is that we have the source, but no person behind it. There's got to be some sort of program running, right? So if we can, I don't know, find a control panel, we could stop it or alternatively make it produce something less deadly. I mean, here's the thought. Do we want to stop it? This thing is attacking something that could potentially take over the entire town. Like, I recognize that folk are scared, don't get me wrong. My reason for coming out here wasn't necessarily to stop this, but to figure out who knows what's going on, so we can maybe see if there is a less destructive way to do this. That means there's destruction in the meantime. Oh, maybe there's a clue anyway. So I still say find control panel. Maybe there's a login that has somebody's name. If not, just the password's probably still admin. (laughs) (laughs) 
No one's changed it. Smallrin also holds herself back from pointing out to Jory in her rant against destruction that she was literally just talking about the four of us going at it with wrenches to try and, dis- <laughs> and make this thing stop. That's when we all learned Jory's bias against machinery. <laughs> That's why I'm a delf. Mm. Are any of them making noise? There's now kind of like a low humming that you notice. Like they're all active in some way, but that gurgling is gone. That kind of like machine buzz hum whirring, maybe. I'd like to go up to it when we know we have a good time in between when it will produce them. They all seem like they're kind of doing their thing right now. So it might be a good opportunity to head on over. What do you think? We should just be careful. We don't know who's watching them or how often they come to check. True, but right now I look like a tree, so I volunteer. I also am willing to keep watch, given that I don't have any real expertise with machinery. Okay, I will quietly go around towards the back of it, keeping the closest one to us, Mm -hmm. um, keeping an Mm -hmm. eye out for some kind of control panel. You do not find any outward-facing control panels. But as you're kind of looking around one of the other machines, you hear that gurgling and squelching again, and it also throws out another sack cocoon thing, and Atarza bursts out. But this time, rather than running away, it turns and looks at you. And in a really unnerving turn of events, the Tarza speaks. What? Mm. Ah, no. (laughs) Come again? (laughs) Chatty squid puppy. What is it you search for? Answers? I think at that point, Nehemiah breaks the tree line. (laughs) Like, like, okay, what? (laughs) Answers to what? Who brought you out here? Mother Machine. Who is in charge of Mother Machine? No one. All right. Um, what is your mission? Locate and destroy the duplicates. Okay. How many are in the area? Four currently known. Mm-hmm. And who told you to do this? Mother Machine. Hmm. How long have you been out here? Not long. A month. Hmm. How did Mother Machine know to come out here? Mother Machine is a prior world security system activated by the arrival of duplicates. Okay. Okay. Someone go ahead and roll me intelligence, and if you have anything with communication or anything like that, uh, level five. All social interactions. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Trained, and we um, fail with a seven. Would this have anything to do in any way with esoteries? Yes, kind of. It, it is not an esoteric, but it would be close enough to something like that. So go, you, you okay. can apply that. Go so ahead. this, so this is a type of technology that is not esoteries, but is close enough that it, like, there might be something there that you might be able to recognize it as something. Similar. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Failure with a ten. I guess it's up to me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing. That's okay. Uh, I will be untrained. Ah, success with a 15. <sighs> Literally exactly what you needed to roll. <laughs> Jory, you shake yourself off a little bit after having been kind of like really freaked out by the fact this thing was talking to you. Mm-hmm. And 
you realize that you don't think it's actually the Tarza speaking. You think it might be the machine talking through the Tarza. Would you accept new instructions? Only if they align with the goals of Mother Machine. Hmm. Nehemiah, I think it's the machine talking. Oh, that makes so much more sense. So. All right, well, that... Do you know... I'm just going back and addressing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Do you know the names of the four known duplicates? Names are not a concern. Uh, only for you. All right. That would have made things a little easier, though. <laughs> Smallrin appears over Nehemiah's shoulder. <laughs> Do you know their current <laughs> locations? Three are in town. One is in the forest. How far is the one in the forest? Because this is, like, just perfectly cinematic. Mm -hmm. You hear a scream. Oh. And then you hear another voice yelling. <sighs> the hunter. That answers that question. Can you locate and incapacitate so that we can research how to stop them? I am already stopping them. It is to the benefit and probably your original goal to protect people not infected. Do you agree? No. Ooh, dark. <laughs> Protection is not our goal, simply the elimination. Is elimination possible without the destruction of the host? That is not my concern. If you would like to assist in tracking down and eliminating the rest of the infestation, I would accept help in that. And a small panel opens up on the front mm. and a rectangular frame with like glass mm -hmm. on it opens this up and it's like sitting in like a little drawer in front of you. Nehemiah will go for it, pick it up. You hold it up and it doesn't seem to do anything at first, but as you kind of look through it and then pass it like over and you look through it towards Smallrin, it almost acts as like a scanner. Mm -hmm. And you see... Kind of like a nervous system scan. Kind of like that, yeah. And at first it starts pinging mm -hmm. for a moment, specifically on Smallrin's eye. Mm -hmm. And it like hones in on that, but then like it glows blue for a second and then fades away. And mm. you get like a reading that like, not in words, but like in pictograms, like an X or a nothing found this here. This is fine. Negative. Yeah. I go ahead, scan all of us, make sure we're You're all fine. good. Cool. You're all good. It has the same kind of thing with Brex. It has a moment where it like starts to scan, but then it's like, what is going on here? And then it's like, okay, never mind. We're fine. <laughs> yep. We're fine. All right. So we scan folk. There's four here in town that we know of. We scan them. If they pop up, we take care of the situation. Well, we can't do that if they're killed. I don't know what to do if it's not. I think the answer is pretty simple. I mean, if we want to solve this as quickly as possible. We go into town, we find the highest up person that hasn't been infected, we explain the situation, and we tell them what needs to be done. And if they are of a mind to see the terror end, this is how we do it. And it's gonna be gross, and it's gonna be ugly, and people are not gonna be happy. But it's what needs to be done if we wanna do this the right way. It's got to be a way to separate them. There's always a way. Is there? I don't know. I want there to be. I also want there to be, but I ain't no scientist. We also don't technically know whether they're a true parasite or if they're just taking on the outer image of whoever they're replacing. 
the person may already be gone. Mm. You hear more yelling. Is it staying stationary or does it sound like it's moving? Moving a little bit, not like running towards right. you, but like... What kind of yelling? Like pain? It's a fight. Okay. I asked the Tarza that we're speaking with, how's that going out there for you? Are you winning, son? <laughs> Aww. <laughs> I do not have such direct connection. All right. Well, do we want to head back to town or we want to see what's going on out there? I want to see what's going on. Here's the thing. Jory, if we go out there and the duplicate has one, we got to make a call then and there. I'm not saying we ain't going to have to make that call, but we decided to help. And unless we let this thing run rampant, helping's going to look a specific kind of way. But what about Javi? I have a feeling that's going to be taken care of by the time we get back. These critters have a tendency to run their course. Um, Mr. Tarza, <laughs> who would know how to separate the host and the parasite? That is not information I have. Darn, so close. You get the feeling that this is not like an intelligence that knows anything more about the Cinemar duplicates other than they need to be eliminated, and I will make that happen. Um... Just in case of emergencies, how do we shut you off? The only way would be through destruction, and that is not something that I would permit. Of course. Just curious. We should get going if we want to be in any way involved in whatever fight is happening out there. All right. Let's go. Dashy offy. You quickly start making your way back into the woods towards the sounds of this fight. And it is not long. The Tarza did not go far before you had heard those screams. And you see a now dead Tarza on the ground and two people fighting. Both look to be hunters or trappers mm -hmm. of, of some sort. One of them is fighting with a dagger and a small ax and the other one seems to have a miniature version of Nehemiah's sword spear. So like a short sword, both with a really long handle. Screen up. Yep. <laughs> Screen up. The one with the long-handled sword comes up and there is a blue glow that is inside their head. Mm -hmm. And then you get an indication, like like a check mark, like, yep, that's the one. Gotcha. The other one scans nothing, all clear. Mm -hmm. And as you do that, you kind of lower the screen down and in the very low light that is still around, you see the one that had indicated a long lashing tongue curls out of their mouth and is trying to now like attach itself to Ooh. the other Rush person. Rush in. Yep, same. Okay. I don't okay. think so. <laughs> Everyone go ahead and roll initiative, Ooh. please. Eight. Five. Four. <laughs> oh my lord. Okay. Oh, <laughs> The Cinemar duplicate goes first and that lashing tongue swings around and tries to latch on to the hunter that it is fighting with. But the hunter is able to kind of like put up the ax and it kind of wraps around the handle instead and then retracts back into the Cinemar's face. Mm -hmm. The hunter goes to try and take a swing at the duplicate and does make connection kind of like with the side of its shoulder, but it doesn't seem particularly phased by that. Mm -hmm. Jory, Nehemiah, Smolren, I put you guys in order that way because that's how you rolled, but generally speaking, you do not have to follow that order. You all just simply go after sure. the others. Nehemiah rushes in and just attacks. That's going to be a level four might. I will go ahead and actually spend for, for that. 
13 success. Awesome. Nehemiah rushes in and uh, tries to interpose himself between the duplicate and the hunter and just uses the sword spear to like charge into it. And that deals six points of damage. Awesome. Awesome? I just said awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Mm. You get a very human scream. Yep. It's not like this sounds any different or seems any different. It stumbles back just a hair. Except the danger tongue. Yes, except the danger tongue, obviously. The hunter takes a breath and mumbles a thank you. Mm-hmm. Smallrin, Jory? I'm going to use my action to create a level four deadly poison and add it to the tip of my spear. Okay. And then start circling, essentially. Okay. Waiting for an opening. Then I'm going to come in and do my patented, also patented, slide and go for the back of the knees to prone it. Go ahead and roll. Level four, might. Might, okay. Fail with a nine. You go to try and run in and slide underneath, but you get caught on a tree branch. We're not in a clearing like we were before, and there's still a lot of brush and bramble around. And like you try to slide, but like your arm or your clothing gets caught on something and you don't like reach it Mm -hmm. in time. So you're closer now to the cinemar, but you are not underneath to try and make that hit. Oof, not ideal. Brex tries to go crashing in and try and take a swing but also trips. Oh, oh no. Drex is not no. a, a dexterous no. being. All right, being as close as you are, Nehemiah, you look into the eyes of the Cinemar duplicate and you see that tongue start coming out again. I need you to make a level four speed defense. Okay. I am not specifically trained in that, which seems like an omission, but we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna, oh, not that way. We're gonna spend for some effort and we roll success with a 10. Wonderful. You dodge out of the way. I don't like the way you said that, Zan. (laughs) (laughs) It's very good. It's a a very good thing. It's a very good thing to avoid this tongue. The hunter takes this opportunity to try and hit the duplicate again and does make contact, but with the light weapons mm-hmm. that he has, it is not doing a whole lot. Jory, Nehemiah, Smolrin. I'm going to hit it again. I will also spend Do it again. <laughs> and this is train level four. Ooh, I'm glad I spent that success with a four. Ooh, yeah. Swinging again, another six damage, right? Yep, another six damage as I narrowly dodge out of the way of the tongue and then force it back again. Smallrin has been circling, looking for an opening, and she sees one, so she's going to lunge forward and try to stab it with the spear. Yeah, I'm going to spend for a point of effort on that one. Whoo! Success with a 20. Major effect or plus four damage. Also, this is a poisoned weapon. Yes, it is. So, what would you like to pick on your roll? I mean, honestly, I think I'm just going to go for the damage. There are times when the major effect would be more useful, but we just want to kill this thing. So that's going to be four points of might damage from the spear. It should be five points of poison damage because it's a level four poison. And then another four points of damage from the extra oomph she puts behind it. Where do you hit it? Right kind of between where the arm meets the shoulder and the shoulder blade. There's a good spot to just kind of dive in and jab. You stab kind of right behind the arm and 
between the poison on the blade and just like getting that really vulnerable spot, the duplicate kind of like staggers back and you see the poison kind of like starting to spread along the skin and kind of like almost necrotize the flesh there. And you have that movie moment where it kind of like staggers back and like stares at you for a second before collapsing onto the ground. Um, and the other hunter now still breathing heavily is looking around at the lot of you and is kind of hesitant at first to interact with you because he has no way of telling who you are or whether or not you're infected. Smallrin, once she stabs and realizes that it's going down, drops her spear, backs away, and then she's going to kind of wave everyone else back and tell Nehemiah, mm-hmm. scan that one again, just to be sure. You got it. Nehemiah will wheel around and look at the hunters like, hey, I know this is a lot, we kind of know what's going on. Give me a second, I'll explain everything. He doesn't say anything, but gives you kind of a curt nod. Scan. The dead one or the live one? Live one. Live one first. We know the dead one. <laughs> That's fair. Still clear. Dead one. You still see that slight blue glow mm-hmm. in its head. I look at Jory and Small Ren, I kind of motion them over. And actually to the other hunter too, it's like, that right there, that blue spot, that's the problem. I look to the two companions and Brex as well. It's like, can you take care of that while I fill this fella in what's going on? Okay. Honestly, the safest path might be to have Brex use their mall. Yeah, you know, I was kind of thinking that, but I didn't want to start in front of them. Yeah, um, I will hand the screen off to Smallrun for the moment. I'm going to mm-hmm. put, you know, a hand on the other hunters. Like, why don't you and I come on over here for a sec, all right, bud? Yeah, okay. What's your name? Gulkin. All right, Gulkin. Here's the short version of this. My friends and I, we came in from out of town today. One of our number that we were traveling with, not here, they're back in town, got hit by one of these things. We started looking into it, going around town. We realized that the symptoms were of what you saw your friend turn. What was their name? I'm sorry, I should have asked. Raiden. Raiden? Well... Raiden was turned into something called a Cinemar Duplicate. You know what that is? Not enough to actually understand, I guess. Long story short, it's a parasite. It gets in. It's completely invisible till it takes hold. And then when it does, it kind of changes them up, makes them do, you know, they don't, they're not them anymore. And they don't even realize it's happening. The, uh, Terrible squid puppies with the Tarza. They are made by a machine from Numenera kind of machine. They are designed to hunt these things down. The duplicates, the parasites, they come from somewhere else, uh, another else. world. Uh, yeah, I kind of got that they weren't really... They're not local. Okay. They come in, they can take out an entire city if left unchecked. Gotcha. These things are what's checking them. That is so much more complicated than I was hoping. Uh, We came out here trying to find some kind of solution, hoping maybe that it was a person behind sending these things out to see if there was something we could do to save our friend. But I have a feeling that, and at that point, Nehemiah will just kind of look over his shoulder at, uh, at Raiden. I have a feeling we might be too late on that. There's, as far as we know, three more left in town. That's probably counting our friends. So there's two unaccounted for at least. Folk in town, they trust you? Yeah, yeah, they, they do. Um. Can I have the wand? The wand? 
scanner, the scanner thing. Oh, yeah. the scanner the, the screen. Yeah, it's like a rectangle yeah. screen. Yeah, yeah I was thinking like. <laughs> no, not like like a TSA one. Yeah, yeah. No, one hundred percent. I get you. <laughs> got okay. it. Got it. Got it. Got um, it. Can I have the screen, please? Yeah. Smart hands it over. I'm kind of standing very still, looking down at this blue in the head. Is it mm-hmm. fading, moving? What's it? Just staying. It is kind of staying at the moment. Keeping some distance, I will crouch down and feel for a pulse on the hand. As you try to do that, Smallrin just kind of like yoinks you back by the back ear. <laughs> oh, sure. Like, yeah. I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think it's dead. I don't think it is either, but I think the host definitely is. Are you sure? I'll be honest. I'm hoping Nehemiah keeps the hunter's eyes turned away because I think that Breck should 100% smash this skull in. That is, that is the thought of what is Nehemiah's happening. goal. No, that's what Nehemiah, part of why Nehemiah yep. is going so into the paint on this. Yep. Taking a lot of time to describe the yep. situation. Smallrin is kind of like looking over, making sure that this guy is not watching. When she knows he isn't, she just turns and nods at Brex. Jory, you also might not want to watch. I'll watch. Brex kind of just nods and brings their maul up high and smashes down on the skull. And there is not much left after that swing. You bring up the scanner again and that blue light is no longer there. I was really hoping, Smallrin, as I probably wiped some blood off my face because I didn't move very far away. I was really hoping that if you had a poison that could mimic death, maybe if it thought the host was dead, it would leave and we could revive the person. But if this person died and it stayed... Also, I'll be honest, most poisons that mimic death have no real effect on the nervous system, which is where these seem to hook in. I think they would know. I'm just going to kneel back down and hold his hand. I mean, he's got no head. I'm going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Smarin puts a very brief but gentle hand on your shoulder and then Mm. pulls out a spare piece of cloth, a shirt or something from her pack and lays it over where the head was. Absolutely. (sighs) I wonder what draws them to one person over another. Maybe nothing. Maybe it's just coincidence. It's just got to be a way. I'll keep talking with Galkin. So, way I see it, if we want to, you know, stop this before anyone else gets infected... We call everyone in town together, and we go through one by one, and we scan them all. I guess the person in charge, so to speak, would, would be Elder Brawl. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's not like she's a, a, has any sort of... I mean, people will listen to her. You right. Know? Like, it, it's not like she has a, an elected position. Everyone kind of just said, like, oh, you're, yeah, you've been well, here no, for a while. My concern, if what if what if Elder Brawl is one of the two? That I don't know. If, if, not, if not the Elder, then... Um, People would probably listen to Noah. She's, mm-hmm. I know her husband. Oh, shoot, her husband. Yeah, him too. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, hey, folks, let's, let, let's gather up and figure this out. Everyone kind of comes around. Barring any other ideas. I think we head back into town, scan Elder Brawl, as long as Elder Brawl's all right. We clue them in on what's going on. Let me see if we can gather folk up and scan them. To be fair, this may be another instance of I'm willing to do it if you are not comfortable with it. Mm. But we are strangers in this town with every intention of leaving and not returning. Uh It may do more harm than good to 
tell everyone what's going on rather than simply finding the other two, eliminating them, and leaving. I'm not opposed to that, as long as it's only two. There is always the potential that if we take too long, they'll infect others, and the cycle will continue. Jory, any thoughts? I'm still on the ground. Uh, the only other thing I can think of to do would be to find something else that would kill these things. I guess we didn't ask. Like maybe they're allergic to some kind of fruit or seed. Something mm. to make them evacuate the host. I mean, I'm open to that reality, but... How would we find it in any kind of timely... You know, I, I think that's one of the reasons I was kind of hoping we could keep this one... We could test it. Mm-hmm. Or something, but it's, um, well, it's no help now, of course. Smaller, and my only resistance to your idea, because I don't disagree, I think you're right. I think that is the most expeditious way to get this all taken care of, is to just do it and book it. However, I don't want us to have any more heat on our backs, and that would indeed have more heat on our backs. I'm not saying we do it in public, but... You're not wrong. Well, no, but a bunch of strangers turn up in town and then the next morning, a bunch of folk are dead and suddenly the strangers are gone. It it paints a certain kind of picture. Fair enough. Uh, Let's get out of these woods. We don't need to be in here anymore. This is, I would, I would like to be back and, you know, having this conversation in the light. We can, let's loop Noah in. I think she's probably on the level. Gulkin. Yeah. Would you like to bury your friend or maybe bring them back? Um, no, actually, uh, not, not, I, I swear this isn't because I don't care or, or, or any, or anything, um, but, uh, Raiden and I had, a, had an understanding that, um, if one of us were ever to pass b- before the other, um, that we would let the force take us, we would give back to what we've taken from for so long. I respect that. So, this is kind of, uh, what it would have been anyway, um. Well, no doubt the Broken Hounds will be here. I hope they have a good meal. Can, let's, yeah, let's go. You all. Make your way back uh, into town. It is fully nighttime, mm-hmm. sundown at this point. Head back to the Crimson Inn. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Who's up? Radius uh, is still sitting down at the table. No one else. Okay. How's it going? Not too bad. You've returned later than I expected. We found what's making those things. Old defense mechanism. Uh, it's supposed to stop the duplicates. So it's working mm-hmm. right, just cause and terror at the same time. Um, Jory's got a scanner. We can check folk out for these things. It's a good thing to have. Yeah. Uh, who's up in the room with Hav? Tahira. Right. Makes sense. Hey, Jory, can I have the, the scanner back? I want to confirm it. It's right for the rest of the crew to understand exactly what's going on. Can I? Sure. I'll go with you. Absolutely. I look to Radius. Where's Noah? Sleeping, I believe. All right. Jory and I'll head on up and knock on the door. To hear our answers. Yes. How's it going? It's going well enough. Uh, Javi is not doing well, but um, she doesn't seem to be getting any worse. Okay. Can I come in for a second? I want to check something out here. Yes. We walk in, take out the screen, scan Javi. It does glow blue for a moment, but not on her head. It glows blue across the back of her shoulders. Okay. And it like glitches for a second, kind of like goes back and forth between yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Wait a minute. I show that to Jory. Jory. 
She's not infected all the way yet. Dahirika says, can I see what it is you're looking at? Wait, 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 wait. Uh, no, you can't. Let's scan you first. <laughs> Just in no, case. Okay. Yeah, I, I was also thinking it. Scan. Yeah, no, nothing comes cool. up. It comes up perfectly all, right. all clear. Remember when we found the other animal? It had a symbiotic relationship with another organism that was living on it. And that may have been what the Tarza latched onto. Smallrin, you remember when Tahira was doing their examination of Javi that when she removed her outer coat, there was something mm-hmm. green on the back of her shoulders and Tahira nods and says, I think I can actually explain this maybe then. And Javi is like in kind of like a half conscious state. And so Tahira kind of like carefully rolls her over and like pulls the back of her shirt up and you see some sort of plant that has been grafted onto her back. This is an experiment of sorts that Javi and I have been working on together with her interest in botany and the way that it can symbiotically interact with humans and my interest in all things surgical. This has been something that we've been been trying out and I think this might be why, if I understand what you're saying, this, this parasite thing might be why she was attacked in the first place. If there's a Symbiotic. It's looking for some kind of like, maybe not symbiotic, but parasitic relationship. How do you get it off? I I could very carefully remove it, but that would be putting almost a year's worth of scientific research down the drain. It's either that or she dies. Not to be blunt. Actually, to be very blunt. Sorry to be that person, but um, I've watched some pretty terrible things so far tonight, and I don't want that to happen. Not again. Even if she doesn't die, they won't let you leave here if they can still sense this on her. This was supposed to be my ticket into Kai. (laughs) If you've got notes, got research. Yes, I I document everything. Then Um. document this as well. This is entirely recreatable by you. I know you're smart enough to do this again if you need to. Worst case scenario, you camp out in town for a year whilst you put stuff back together. Maybe not this town. Not, no, no, I was thinking Kai. Once you get to Kai, go ahead. If they don't let you in, one, they're fools. But two, you're not getting in with a corpse either way. I'll need you to get me some things if that's okay. Of course. Tahira starts taking out some tools and things like that and then scribbles down a list of various supplies and and herbs and different things that, that they might need. I know where all the plants are because of my scavenger hunt earlier, so I volunteered True. for the flora. Yep, you can make sure that happens. I'm going to try to do this as quickly as possible, and I know that um, this is not necessarily something that everyone enjoys watching. So, fair warning mm. that I'm... I'm going to actually... Go, not for that, but I want to let Cash and Aiden know what's going on. Sure. Tahira kind of turns away for a moment, and you hear something that almost kind of sounds like a bone cracking um, as they open up their chest. And like you see it from the back. Like this is something they necessarily want to do fully in front of people, but you kind of see them from the back reach into their chest cavity and start rearranging things and then shut it back again. And once all the supplies are there, they get to work in removing what it is that Javi has grafted onto her back. It takes a little while, but it is a careful 
process that Tahira goes through. They are incredibly skilled. Everything is, there was no complications in the process. How is she doing? Seems her fever might be breaking. <sighs> is she awake at all? I've been in there the whole time, uh, but. Uh, no, she, she won't be for some time with the, she was already rather disoriented, but uh, I did give her a pretty uh, heavy anesthesia. I was wondering what that was. I think I'll go clean up then and I'll take whatever kind of bloody rags or, you know, any of that stuff. Um, at this point, Nehemiah, you finished up kind of like talking to Aiden and Cash and they come into the room and everyone kind of like congregates and has a conversation. And Cash, who is Javi's brother, um, very politely but firmly says, it would, could you leave us mm -hmm. for a while? Yeah. Would that be okay if we have a moment to ourselves? Not that we're not thankful for everything no, that, that you've done here. But. Of course. They're, they're both clean now. I scanned everybody. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. Then yeah, Everyone's absolutely. Good. No questions asked. I head downstairs. Nope. Do you think that Harvey counted towards one of them? I think so. It tried to attack her. It f had no other reason. And frankly, the thought now I'm wondering is maybe it's possible the other two aren't infected either. It might be a situation like this. One of them got a bug or something like that. Now, I don't want to get our hopes up too high. So here's my idea. What if we call a meeting and we gather everybody we've tested and retest them and keep them in the same place and then everyone else in the village comes in one at a time and we can scan them? Nobody can sneak by. Nobody's fighting each other. Is this something that you all plan on doing tonight or tomorrow morning? It's probably got to be tomorrow morning. We don't want to pull everybody out of bed. You all agree on a course of action and settle down for the night. Still very alert, still very careful, but trying to at least get a little bit of rest before enacting a plan to figure out who might be infected in Mirith. And as the night uh, continues on and you work in your shifts to make sure that nothing is happening. You hope that none of this is spreading in the middle of the night. Ooh. Ooh. Oh boy. My nerves. <laughs> My noves. My noves. Thank you so much for listening to episode 109 of Imprinted Echoes and Amnesis. As always, if you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website at ImprintedEchoes.com. On that website, you'll find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store and our Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. And on that note, I'd like to thank Carl, Katie, and Trent for their continued support. If you'd like to help us out in other ways, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review, and tell a friend about the show. Of course, you can find our hosts on Twitter as well. Myself at Covered in Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. And be sure to follow our network, Ghostlight Media, at GLM Pods. We're also considering a shift over to Blue Sky soon, so be on the lookout for us there as well. Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you'll be back in two weeks to hear yet another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Alex Berkowitz. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre. This has been a Ghost Light Media production.